Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. We're going to owe the Brown family some money. You think so? This is the second time we played James this morning. Okay, cool. Okay, well, I'm just saying, we, you know. I just knew it. I, I literally, I wrote it down. I said, Greg's going to say well, something. We, gotta, you know, right. just, you know, we don't repeat nobody. Right. Well, I mean, we don't repeat nobody on the show. Well, one is a theme, so we don't. We don't, we don't repeat we, we, nobody. We don't, That's the thing about Sam and Greg. That. We don't count that. What do you mean we don't count it? The music that we do with the intro, that's just intro music. At the top of the show, we don't count that. That is the signature of our show, sir. Right, but we don't count that. I, you don't and count it. And just a rebuttal, this is a playlist that you guys have sent me. I didn't so send you one, that. At one point in time, we've played James Brown more than once. Yeah, we have, man. On Father's Day, we always can pop it on tape. No, you know, yeah. I stand what did James it? Brown do to you, Greg? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I love me some James. I'm the one that came, long before you got here, I'm the one that came up with the intro song. <laughs> okay? But I'm just saying, there's a lot of artists we, I like to play more of. So now yeah. we're going to double down on folks today. No, no, no. We just happened to bring a second one with James today. We don't do it every day. Just we ain't here every day. Maybe with that, but there we go. Well, it's your segment, so you can do what you want. Well, no. We it got, is. We it's the local thing. We, we're on to 10 o'clock. I'm saying this segment is yours. Yeah. See, now you made me forget the whole beginning part I got to do, top of the hour. So, another edit we got to do, right? We got to edit all that other few yeah, minutes we, we just had out. There we go. There we go. Because we, we begin now at the beginning. we're keeping this one in there. Be- no, be- we be- edit all that be- out. Begin at the beginning. Sports Radio 929 <laughs> and Game 929andGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. It's the 16th day of July. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Irondale. Irondale. Yeah, not what you got to say. I don't know. That's down. What's that? <laughs> That's down in Clayton County, right? Clayton County. No. Give me a second. No. Give me a second here. Irondale, sir, is uh, it's a, yeah. You're at Clayton County, in Clayton right County. down there. Okay. Uh, just under, uh, just over eight thousand, according okay. to the last census. Okay. And they're around there by Jonesboro, a few miles from Jonesboro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. downtown. And so, you know. There we go. We can reach out to Irondale. Okay. Okay. And by the way, you folks down, in Irondale, down, we play that James Brown for you. Down there near the beach. What beach? The beach. You were here during the Olympics, weren't you? Yeah, I was here. Okay, well, that's where the park where they played the beach volleyball. Okay, well, there's folks listening that don't, don't weren't here and don't know what you're talking about. They, they you got to sock us like six They still call it the beach. Who does? People still down there part of town. People, well, people who were around for the Olympics in '96, they still call it the beach. Okay. And as you go down there, it's still set up for them to play if they want to come in and play some beach volleyball. Really? Yeah. And they got nice. The facility tennis. is still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do they use tennis, it for now? Uh, they have some events there. They have some concerts. They have some different things. They have a setup for that, and then you got a tennis facility. 
forget how many tennis courts we got down there. So that's yeah, that's at the park. I tell you, the, the, the tennis players over at my subdivision are, are, are gathering together to run them pickleball players out. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that's going on throughout the city. The you know what? Got you know what? In, in this time that we wait for football to start, that's what's on TV now. I saw that. I think of you every time I see that. I said, I wonder what he just, he just, and he changes the channel. He shakes his head and changes the channel. <laughs> I do. I think of you when I, when I see that. <laughs> they ain't putting lacrosse on. They put pickleball on, <laughs> and there are people sitting there. What you know? They they they, they draw they draw in the crowd. The people who watch pickleball and 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 hear complaints about it are the same ones who complain about those of us who watch golf. You think so? Yeah, because you people who don't like golf don't don't have no connection to golf. Wonder why people watch this slow moving sport. How do you how do you watch that? There's nothing going on. Guys are walking around and I hitting enjoy, the ball. And I enjoy watching golf. I'm just telling you there are people yeah. who don't understand yeah. the appeal of watching mm-hmm. golf, let alone going out and playing it. Yeah. I don't play much, but I do go and jog. I like, I like going to tournaments. That would be a good tournament. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like well, it. see, now you e- brought East Lake, up. East Lake. Oh, my goodness. Love going out there. Speaking of which, yesterday, at where I would I was the four years leading up to the pandemic out in Lake Tahoe for that event. Did you see what Steph Curry did yesterday? Yeah, he did. Hit his second hole-in-one. And I have not seen Steph Curry run that for that length of time. Yeah. And as fast as he did. But he looked like an eight-year-old. And it was funny as can be. He hit a hole in one. And, and of course, you can hit a hole in one. It's going to be a par three. Unless you're, you know, somebody like DeChambeau or whatever hit one on a par four. And it just rolls and goes in the hole. Yeah, it goes in, right? But he hit one and it went in. And and it was a couple holes before that where he was – the dude is is his guy. His game is gelling this weekend. He mm-hmm. doesn't know why. And when you play golf, you don't know why. You hit one good shot. That'll keep you. That'll keep you going back to the course for the next ten years. Because <laughs> you think you can continue right. to do that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that hole in one and him taking off. If you haven't seen the video, it's pretty cool. He goes. I can't remember the last time I ran 140 yards. Yeah. As but opposed but to 90 whatever feet. But he did it. He did it. And and you know what? That's a good way for me to get into what happened locally because I sent you a, a video of someone. Yes, you did. This week. In, in case you had not seen it, Athena Yu uh, attends Swanee. Well, she attends Lambert High School up in Swanee. And she's participating in the 2023 PGA High School Golf National Invitational. It was a PGA uh, Frisco course. And she had to have it. She had to have it at the end, chipped in an eagle from 60 feet away on the 18th hole uh, in order to win it. Uh, she shot a 68 in the final day to finish at six under and uh, for the three-day event, and uh, we are proud of her. We salute uh, and say congratulations to Athena Yu. Absolutely. Lambert High School, the PGA's uh, high school national golf champion. She slept that. a foot off the bed. Yeah, something. If you hit a 60-footer to win it, yeah, uh, you, everybody can you-know-what. <laughs> you everybody can you-know-what right here. Yeah, so congratulations <laughs> to Athena for, for, for that achievement. Uh, WNBA All-Star Game last night. Uh, Team Stewart 143, Team Wilson 127. Um, it's great to see um, a lot of players, star players back, and Brittany Griner was back. She had 18 points, 13 rebounds. Jewel Lloyd. Uh, who is just schooling the whole league this season, uh, had 31 points. She's the MVP. But Miss from Atlanta Dream were big contributors as well on Team Wilson. Uh, we had Cheyenne Parker with 14.6 rebounds in the game. Alicia Gray had 10 points in the game. And Ryan Howard, last year's rookie of the year, had 16 points uh, playing in the WNBA All-Star game. Um, 
College football, SIAC Media Day was this week over at the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, as they get set to start, and they are very excited and proud to mention that once again, a, a lot of games from their conference will be on ESPN+. Plus. Two will be on ESPNU, the Red Tails Classic they play, uh, that Tuskegee plays on Sunday, September 3rd, but Fort Valley will be on ESPNU. And Thursday, October 12th, Fort Valley against Benedict will be on in primetime that Thursday night on ESPNU. They also have a game, a slate of games on HBCU Go. Benedict is picked to once again be the number one team in the conference preseason. Albany State, number two. Tuskegee, preseason third, followed by Fort Valley, Savannah State. Clark Atlanta is picked 10th, and Morehouse, 13th uh, in the league. The CIAA will have their media day days uh, this week, July 19th and 20th up in Roanoke. Later this week, the MEAC will have its media day in uh, Norfolk, Virginia on July 21st in the SWAC. Uh, next week, July 25th, they will have their media day over in Birmingham. Uh, so that's what happened. We just mentioned, uh, we, we just had Coach Caleb Carmine. We mentioned the Corky Kell kickoff classic, Corky Kell, Dave Hunter kickoff classic. And once again, we'll run down those games for you on Wednesday. It starts on Wednesday, August 16th. Uh, at Carroll High School, the 4.30 game will have North Atlanta against Johns Creek, the 8 o'clock game, Parkview against Carroll. Thursday, the 17th, they will play at West Forsyth High School. The 4.30 game will be North Forsyth versus Archer. The 8 o'clock game, Cherokee Bluff versus West Forsyth. On Friday, two locations. Fellowship Christian is going to host a 2.30 game with Mount Pisgah against Fellowship Christian. And then two games at Rome's Barron Stadium. The 5.30 game, Creekside against Kennesaw Mountain. 8.30 game, Cass against Rome. Saturday, uh, four games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And all four of these games will be on Sports Radio 92.9. The game starting with the biscuits and gravy uh, and whatever you'd like to have for your breakfast at 10 a.m., the Battle of the Blue Devils, Marietta against Norcross. The 1 o'clock game, Brookwood against McEachin. 4 o'clock game, North Gwinnett, Mill Creek. And the 7 o'clock game to round things out, Walton against Grayson. Uh, and that how we, that's how we kick off the high school football season in Georgia. Uh, and so glad you can be with us. And don't forget that the following Friday, we will start having the high school scoreboard show. Yours truly and Coach Chris Parker going to be here in the house and just going to. Uh, and, and, of course, our, 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 our band of reporters, They'd love to go out and have so. You got to you got to have new reporters this year. Some of them left. We got to yeah. We got we we got to change the roster up a little bit. Stevie G's gone. Yeah, so we go we gonna have some different folks on the roster a little bit. We gonna. But your main man is there. Who's it? Day Day. Oh oh Day 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 man Day Day's gonna be all 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 over the place. I was gonna say he's up and down the state. He goes south to Macon even right. Yeah, he was all over the place and 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 Eric did well. I was gonna say Eric goes south too. Eric went down to Valdosta. Now you say that like you said well, no, him on a bet. Well, because, because he was fascinated by it. He had never been down. He had never seen anything like that before in high school football. Anything like that? Yeah. You know, so what been, you're saying is high school football looks a little different south of Macon than it does up here around the Atlanta area. Yeah, it's a little more of a fever pitch down there. But okay. Especially when it's, the, when it's the rivalry. So two teams in the same town. Right. You know, at Lowndes and Valdosta, they're, they're both in the same town. So that's, yeah, a lot of state championships between those teams. A lot of, you know, so expectations are big. And people show up. Did he uh, now? I have a couple questions about this. Did Eric give you this information? A. Did he have a play? Did he drive right back here to Atlanta after the game, or did he stay down there? You know, I I think he was on his way somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so that was where he just you know stopped on the way and, and did that because he was I think he was headed head somewhere. So it's kind of conveniently on the way. Somewhere. Is there nightlife in Valdosta? 
I'm sure the folks of Valdosta will say there is. Okay, I'll just get, but, you know, we, can we, we talk we, to we, our we, – we, we might not agree with that, but – Very true. That's very, very true. <laughs> we might not agree with that, but, but they might say, oh, yeah, we got this to do. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's not say nothing because I got to drive down 75. Again. Yeah, yeah, and the, the good, good folks in Tifton are always looking for you. That was the other thing I was going to ask you. Did you tell him to go to speed limit when he was going through <laughs> Tiff County? <laughs> Did you tell him that? You do that. You need to be careful. My question is – Yes. Um, yes. You guys, this upcoming year – what is going to be a little bit different, if at all, about this show? Or have you already got the formula? Because sometimes it's it's the analogy I like to use is tequila doesn't need seasoning or doesn't need yeah, to be flavored. Yeah, but you, you always do some, do some things. I think we're going to add some some people from some different elements who are going to be with us. And maybe not every week, but, the, but, but they'll chime in different weeks, you know, from, uh, from certain games in different regions of the metro area. Chris Goforth. Um, obviously is in the mix. He's up, you know, he's based. Yeah, up, up shout in out to Chris. But he comes into the state of Georgia for some games, and so we always like to catch up with him, you know, okay. when, he, when he's at some of the games up in the, up in northwest Georgia. So we always get a chance to have him on. So I think that's the thing we're going to do is really kind of broaden our scope a little bit and, you know, have some contributors that come on and people get used to hearing them. Now, when will what we're going to see at Mercedes-Benz for Corky Kell and the replay this is like the conversation we had years before, and I don't mean I can't remember how many, but there were a few years before high school basketball brought the shot clock in. Now they have that. Mm-hmm. When do you see, if at all, replay permeating this way through high school oh, oh, football? It, 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 it will. It, it will because there'll be an, there'll be something that will be able to be installed at some schools, but it's going to take a minute. But I'm sure the good folks at uh, Microsoft got a campus over here on 17th Street. Google got a big old building up here. I'm sure one of them gonna come up with some some kind of device. Now, do we do it north, everything north of Macon, and try to take no, care no, of the whole no, state? No, 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 man. I, I think some. I mean, Georgia high school athletics right now has so many eyes on it from the recruiters and people. Points. I'm sure that somebody with one of those places would say, you know what? It'd be nice to have our brand associated and being seen. With this in a certain okay. way, and so I, you know, I'm not giving anybody an idea, but you want to call me into the meeting, I will come meet with you. See, this is what I'm but trying to do. I'm trying to get you, got, you a new position, you, man. But you got to cut me in on the deal because they're gonna. Yeah, you, no, you, Sam names. There's gonna be some money changing. I'll say it. Here. Yeah, Sam needs to get paid. No, no, he's, no, a, no, he's he's no. A, he's a voter for the high school high school no, hall no, of fame. I don't need to get paid for that. No, no, I'm saying because I'm giving your credentials up. But I'm just saying, someone with with that type of it may not be those two companies, but someone like of that ilk would provide something, uh, a version of it. It won't be as elaborate as what you get at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but a version of it that someone can monitor and someone on the field can put a headset on. What did you see? I think you I need think to be the liaison between the technology. Uh, the, oh, the, the me and technology? School. No, 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 no. Between Dude. the technology company <laughs> you, and them orchestrating that with Georgia High School really, football. really goes sideways. So I'm just involved with the technology. I ain't asking you to invent nothing, man. I'm just saying, tell, point to them companies and tell them this is what we need to stop. Yeah, I, I You're that dude. You well, like the salesman. We'll talk with some people. I'm trying to get you stuff, man. You move people. too slow. I, I, no, I need that, to that's get some you people some. people who are already on the way to this. I, I've talked with some folks. But, and I think that's, well, they got that title already? Well, I don't have the title already, but I, I think people already see what's coming down the road. Remember, when I'm at the Athletic Directors Conference, they have this big setup with all these things they were looking for in right. the future and whatnot. And so some people. But they haven't got the people in place yet, and you need to be that person in place. People in yeah, to, for this, for whatever is around the corner coming up next, yeah, who better to, to to tell these tech companies what Georgia high school sports needs than you? That's all I'm saying. You ain't got to get down there and get your knuckles dirty inventing something. Just you know, be that liaison between the two. 
you need to let me be your agent. Yeah. I'd be like, your, your, what's it, Drew Rosenhaus. Next question. All right, next question. <laughs> yeah, right. Sam and Greg, we're coming back here in a minute, and we are going to be talking to an alpha. Yeah. Is that how you said it? An yeah, alpha. Alpha. <laughs> Randy Walker is going to be joining us next. He is a, a UGA alum, but he is going to be talking tennis with us. Yes. And about one of the all-time greats. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Game.com. Mr. Crenshaw's got the upright bass going. He's playing right along with the uh, always want, trio. You know what? I always want to be an upright bass player. You know Fretless. Why? They never look at the instrument. No, man. They're always looking it's at it. They're winking at some lady at the back <laughs> table or something. You know, this, this <laughs> guy. That's what they're doing. Guy, yeah, but he, he never looks at it. You're right. He's always smiling. No, you're right. You're right. They're always smiling and they're looking yeah. around talking to people. He's just playing away, right? They're just right? keeping the beat. And they don't even look at the thing. No. <laughs> that's that's the magic of being a, an upright bass player. Yeah. 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 Very cool instrument. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. More James Brown coming up on the show. I just made my decision. We just go ahead and do Why? it. Because I sound like a so-and-so last segment, and Why? everybody loves James, and so I don't know what my problem was, but see, this is how you get better. <laughs> Self-awareness, right? This is how you get better. Move on. Introduce yep. our guest. It is Championship <laughs> Sunday at Wimbledon, the big W, and we will see Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz in uh, about an hour and a half. Uh, they will start the match there. And someone who's kept an eye on that as well as all tennis. And I uh, love catching up with this guy because he's also an author. He's a tennis organizer. Um, Randy Walker. And he's a loyal Georgia Bulldog. Randy Walker, welcome back to Sports Radio 9290 Game. Morning, sir. Sam, thanks so much for having me. Well, great to have you here. And, you know, we, we're glad you're spending some time this morning, with, with weekend mornings with Sam and Greg, especially on this um, Wimbledon Championship Day. Thoughts about what you've seen, what we've seen at Wimbledon the last two weeks? Well, gosh, I mean, first of all, everybody, you got to get your coffee brewing and get your strawberries and cream out because this is going to be a barn burner Wimbledon final at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Novak Djokovic, the newly crowned all-time major men's singles champion winner, all-time leader with 23 majors, playing against the next generation, Carlos Alcaraz, uh, the U.S. Open champion, the world number one, and that's going to be a barn burner at, at 9 o'clock uh, this morning. So that's going to be uh, must-see TV for all sports fans. And you just – you, I'm talking to my partner Greg over here. You, you, just, you just threw Not all that, He of, was doing his Keith just, Jackson impression too well, He threw bit. all kind of laurels on, <laughs> on, on Novak Djokovic. Greg is not a big Djokovic fan. I'm like the, uh, millions of others who, who turned a corner to lip up on this dude. I acknowledge well, the greatness. I, I acknowledge the greatness, but still, you know, smack and roll like. You have to acknowledge the the greatness for sure. That is uh, uh, certainly the case. You know, Martina Navratilova said uh, recently that you know there is some sort of a um, uh, you know it's hard for people to kind of warm up to Eastern Europeans. You know, obviously when Martina was at her peak and she had a rivalry with Chris Everett, and everybody would be rooting for Chris. And then he had Yvonne Lendl, and yep. there was the famous Sports Illustrated cover that said the champion that nobody cares about. 
and everybody would root for Connors, and everybody root for McEnroe against Lendl. And I think there's a little bit of that bias against, you know, Novak. You know, certainly has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, because he, you know, he doesn't get the love and respect that uh, the fans have for Rafa and Roger. But you really have to appreciate the greatness. And I think you really have to also get to know the person a little bit better and give them a chance because uh, Novak really is a, a pretty amiable guy and, uh, you know, obviously a great champion. And you really have to respect. Uh, the greatness and the the career resume that he's put put together. Randy Walker joining Sam McGregor, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com on this Sunday morning, talking a little tennis uh, with an author who's got uh, he's got his eye on the Roger Federer career. But before we get into that, I want to ask you your thoughts on the state of tennis right now. I mean, we all got worked up into a lather this past week because we finally saw an American that was making some noise on the men's side, in in, in Chris Eubanks. But overall, what are your thoughts on where men's women's tennis moving forward well there's always these transitional periods and you know when i started working for the usta and their uh, national communications marketing department uh it was 1993 and everybody was like oh gosh you know mcenroe was retired and connor's is retired and chris everett is retired and martinez uh, or uh, you know last throws of her career like what's going to happen to tennis you know etc and then you know gosh we really got to promote this guy named sampras and we have to promote this guy named Courier. We have to promote this guy named Agassi. You know, so the, it's all very cyclical. So I think that, you know, you're kind of moving out of the, you know, Roger and Rafa and uh, era. I mean, it still is the Novak era. Uh, but we're going to be seeing some of these new guys coming up, like Carlos Alcaraz and so forth. And, you know, the great thing about American tennis is you have, uh, I think, like a record number of men and women American players in the top 100 you know, so as Patrick McEnroe said a couple of years ago when he was head of the player development uh, department that the cavalry is coming. So there certainly is a cavalry of American men and American women that are coming down the pike. We just are waiting for that next American man to pop through to win the first major uh, for an American man since Andy Roddick in 2003. And obviously for the women – uh, you know, the next uh, player to step up after Serena Williams. So could be Coco Goff, you know, on the on the women's side. You know, Jessica Pagula is getting deep into the, the women's draws as well. And from the men, you have all sorts of players. I mean, you have Taylor Fritz and Francis Tiafo and Tommy Paul. And, you know, Chris Eubanks had this great run. And, you know, so uh, so I think that it's, it's going to pop uh, one of these days, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. Folks, spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Randy Walker. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter all the time at Tennis Publisher, at Tennis Publisher. Before we get into your book, I want to ask you a little bit about college tennis and the fact that Chris Eubanks is a product of college tennis. Uh, That's great for the Georgia Tech people. Uh, I'm sure Kenny Thorne doesn't have to do a lot to recruit these days. Just puts on the Georgia Tech T-shirt, kind of like, you know, uh, Manny Diaz has been able to do for many years because of John Isdren. Oh, by the way, our current NCAA singles champion, is a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, thoughts about college tennis right now, what we saw with a player like Eubanks being able to have that kind of success on the tour. Yeah, I remember being at the 2017 NCAA Championships in Athens and sitting with Patricia Jensen of Atlanta, the Shout mother out. of uh, Luke and, and Murphy Jensen. And yeah. she's like, oh, I can't tell you how great this kid Chris Eubanks is. He's such a great kid. He's so great with all the ball kids for the Atlanta Open and 
and uh, you know, just a wonderful kid. So right on that day, I became a fan of of, of Chris Eubank. So it's been great to see him break through. But college tennis is really great. I mean, there's so many great prospects that are coming through college tennis. And uh, you know, obviously, right now you had Ethan Quinn from University of Georgia who just won the NCAA championships as a freshman, yeah. which is something that very few people have done, including John McEnroe and Jimmy Connor. So he's in great company there. But you know, you're really seeing a lot more of these college players breaking through and getting into the top uh, hundred. You know, tennis is so much more of a physical game uh, these days. So you really need to get your body mature. And, you know, Ethan was, you know, certainly in the gym with all those Georgia Bulldog football players and getting, you know, the best uh, training, physical training that he could. And that really, uh, you know, helped him get to the top. You know, when he enrolled at Georgia as a redshirt freshman, you know, when it should have been his senior year in high school, uh, he had lost in the first round of the Orange Bowl. I mean, he was in the pits. He was no confidence. He didn't even think he was going to make the Georgia team. That's part of the reason why he redshirted. So 18 months under Manny Diaz and Jamie Hunt at uh, University of Georgia, and he went from, you know, that lowest of low to being the NCAA champion. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of college programs can, can uh, you know, point that out to young prospects and say, hey, listen, you know, you really need some seasoning for a couple of years in college tennis before you go on the pros. Then you look at these pros. I mean, Novak Djokovic, 36 years old, and he's playing in the Wimbledon final on the verge of potentially winning the Grand Slam. So, you know, what's your hurry? You know, get to Athens, get to, uh, you know, college campus for a couple of years and, uh, you know, and, and work on your physicality and work on your maturity and work on your game and then go into the pros. Randy Walker joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, this is the guy who wrote the book, literally, on Roger Federer. My question is, when you started naming those guys earlier, we are talking about, you know, everything is secular, 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 and, and, and now tennis, the, the, the greats kind of come and go, and there's always this down period. When you started mentioning those guys who are coming up next, and you mentioned Agassi, you mentioned Sampras, uh, I was waiting for you to throw in Roger Federer's name. But let's go back to when you first started watching this guy. Did you have any inkling that he was going to be the player he became? Yeah, well, I, I just, uh, I'm just i just about to come out with my book on this day in Roger Federer history. You know, this is the first Wimbledon without Roger Federer. So all those nostalgic people out there who want to, you know, relive all of Roger's uh, memories can uh, get my book on this day in Roger Federer history, which has day-to-day anniversaries of uh, Roger's uh, career but i first saw roger at the 2001 usa switzerland davis cup tie in basel switzerland his um uh his hometown and he single-handedly destroyed our u.s davis cup team winning all three points that's the first time i saw him he had just won his first atp title uh the week before um was very nice to me and recommending uh to me at the official dinner all the great swiss delicacies which were on display for us to eat and you know he was such a kind guy then and such a kind guy uh now but yeah certainly he ushered in that era of um you know roger um rafa and novak you know there in the early 2000s you know he won his first wimbledon title 20 years ago this month um so uh yeah that's an era that probably is never going to be replicated the uh you know, you, uh, Rafael Nadal with 22 majors, Roger with 20 majors, and Novak with 23 majors and counting. That's never going to happen again in tennis history. Yeah, folks, spending time talking to Randy Walker. Uh, the book is on this day in Roger Federer history, and it drops next week. 
How do you find out all this stuff about, about Roger Federer? You got, <laughs> that was the question. You got, you got something every yeah. day here. <laughs> Who, there, there, who's telling you this a, stuff? A, a who's really telling you this cool stuff? Thing that you guys should, there's a really cool thing you guys should check out. It's called Google. <laughs> and, you know, just Googling all these old articles and, you know, obviously going through all my notes and so forth. And I have a kind of a passion for the On This Day, you know, format book. I mean, you have the attention deficit uh, society these days. So, you know, these books, I also published a book On This Day in tennis history, and I have also an On This Day in golf history. And it's just a page a day. It's an anniversary. So you can have the book at your night table and you can, you know, read a chapter of, you know, the corresponding day that it is uh, in the calendar and read about all these great anniversaries and Roger's career and in my On This Day in Tennis History book, all the, the, the great anecdotes and happenings and anniversaries in tennis history. And then I have a golf version, too, On This Day in Golf uh, History. So they're fun books to have. And, you know, it's not a book that you read and you put on your bookshelf and it collects dust. You can have it on hand every day of the year, and you can kind of almost never put down the book because you can just read the anniversaries 365 days a year. So they're, they're fun books, and uh, I'd encourage uh, all sports fans, particularly tennis and golf fans, to, to pick up those books. Hey, Randy, we do this in other sports. You know, we like to have seen Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali go at it. Who's the player you would have liked to have seen Roger play against in their prime? Well, I think it would have been good to see Roger and Pete play a lot more. Uh, you know, they played uh, famously once at Wimbledon, yeah. you know, where Roger won in five sets. Uh, you know, so that, it would have been nice to see them play a little bit more uh, together. I mean, you know, the intergenerational matches are, are difficult because you have, uh, you know, John McEnroe playing with his Dunlop Max Fly wood racket and, you know, Rod Laver playing with, you know, virtually the same racket, you know, and, you know, so it, it's tough to kind of compare those generations. You know, you look at, uh, you know, all those old videos on YouTube of all the great players. And, you know, it's just so much more of a physical uh, game these days that it's hard to compare the uh, uh, compare. But, I mean, having, you know, seeing Novak and Roger both in their prime and throwing Pete both in their prime, that's kind of the, the power generation. So it would have been great to see them uh um, you know, all, all all play in the same generation, but we were treated to that a lot with uh, with Novak, uh, Rafa, and Roger playing in all those those finals. And we're going to have a treat here at nine o'clock in the morning where we got you know an intergenerational final, thirty six year old Novak Djokovic against twenty year old Carlos Alcaraz. So you know that's going to be one of those must be TV you know, matches that people may talk about for years to come. We're rapping. Go, go ahead. Go I was going to say, why don't they have this dude on the broadcast? Because <laughs> we've seen this in other sports where they they bring in somebody who's like, what is it, uh, Doris Kearns or whatever her name is. They have her on some uh, baseball events because she's this historian. This dude brings a passion with his tennis history that would lend itself perfectly to being a part of a broadcast. I'm just surprised nobody threw him a check yeah. or a contract. <laughs> You know, are you guys going to tweet this out? I mean, hey, you know, from from your mouth to uh, all the tennis media executives' ears, right? No, I'm not helping you because you like Djokovic. Yeah, what? What? Here's the thing. He's this great. Yeah, but but before we let you go, before we let you go, what does Alcaraz have to do today to give himself a chance? There you go. Well, a lot of it is belief. Uh, A lot of it is, uh, you know, is just is belief. You know, I mean, they're obviously head to head. You know, both uh, you know great players, and there's just so such thin margins between the two of them. Alcaraz has beaten Novak on clay. You know, he had that problem with the nerves at the, in the French Open semifinal where he started to cramp because of nervous energy, et cetera. You know, and I heard that, uh, you know, they really slowed down uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero, who's Carlos Alcaraz's coach, 
you know, really kind of, you know, uh, talked to Carlos about conserving his energy going into the semifinals. And they also took away his mobile phone. You know, he's not going to be able to check his Instagram and his TikTok, you know, to hear all the hype about the match. You know, they're just going to really calm him down. So if he wow. can, there's a famous, there's a famous uh, poem by you, Rudyard Kipling um, uh, that says, you know, if you can treat triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got to go into the match and really – believe and not get all hyped up about you know princess kate in the front row and the whole wimbledon final and center court of wimbledon and playing the all-time greatest novak djokovic if he can just come compartmentalize that he's just playing a match on court 27 you know somewhere else and just focus on you know the job at hand you know he 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 can do well but you know novak djokovic in a best of five match in a grand slam tournament that is a tough out and I think yeah. Novak also has some nerves, too, because he knows that if he wins this match today, he's one Grand Slam tournament away from winning the Grand Slam. And that's something that is just almost impossible to do in tennis. It's only only two men have ever done it in the history of tennis. So, you know, Novak might be you know feeling a little nerves, too. He You know, he when he went for the Grand Slam a few years ago and, and got to the final of the U.S. Open was one match away. He certainly showed the nerves there. So, you know, maybe he, you know, Carlos could – could uh, um, you know benefit from a little nerves from from Novak, but it's clearly yeah. going to be great. Must see TV. Really got to watch at nine o'clock in the morning. So get your strawberries yeah. and cream and coffee ready. Yeah, okay, we will. <laughs> Randy Walker, thanks so much for joining us. Always great catching up with you. Thank you, man. Okay, guys, thanks for having me. Appreciate Enjoy. It. All right, <sighs> man. He's a roller coaster. <laughs> he really is. He's a roller coaster, that one. Anyway, want to thank Randy Walker for joining us. Hey, we got to get out of here. Max's World is up next. Sam yep. Greg, Fresh Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 16th day of July. That's a concert you want to go to, Mr. Crenshaw. Yep. Do you know who that was? Doc Severinsen. No. That was, Buddy, like, that was Buddy Rich. That sounded like Tonight Show. It was, not, it was the Buddy Rich Orchestra okay. doing Chicago. One brought that up because of the White Sox playing the Braves. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, they are here. And the biggest you-know-what horses blankety-blank in show business or music was Buddy Rich. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Just just, just a so-and-so. But, you know, some of the all-time greats, whether it's music, sports, whatever. Oh, yeah, now. You know, that's yeah. what made them who they were and yeah. Yeah, so on and so and forth. They, and they know that they, uh, as you dealing with them, but the, the listeners are the people who buy and tickets to come to it. They love them. You thought it was, you said the Tonight Show. He actually snapped at Johnny Carson. Really? In an, there was like, you can go to YouTube and see all the Buddy Rich stuff, but there was a thing where, you know, because Johnny played. Johnny played drums. So it was one of those times where Buddy Rich was on the show and Johnny wanted to show him he could play. And so Johnny did a little thing there and it was pretty nice, right? And Buddy said, yeah, that's good. Now get up and get the blankety blank away from my drums. <laughs> and of course, you know, you, yeah. he's just, he's that dude, man. Anyway, 740, in this case, 43. It's that time. It's time. Are you ready? Don't know where he's going. I'm sure I'll get tagged at some point. But here you go. Into Max's world. What's up, buddy? And, and would you say hello to his mother, as, as we always do? Morning, Mom. Morning, Mom. Good yep. morning, good morning. I know it's crazy. So she's, like I said, she's a morning person. So she naturally already is, like, listening to the show. But I got up this morning, 
And normally I'm used to the house just being like silent. And I'm like, how are you up before me? I'm like, it's four in the morning. And it's like just full of energy. I'm, I, I'm like, okay. And she's the type where if she's up, she's not going back to bed. So I know she's listening to the show for sure. Uh, I have something for her. I will tell you. Uh, that's like a writer, ex- though. Yes. Yep. Yes. Exactly. That's what writers, yeah. when the when the house is still, you know, you can get up and get oh. stuff. You know, yeah. That's I'm what like, you yeah. like. Go yeah. to sleep. You're yeah. just relaxed. Oh. Yeah. But oh, man. We have a job for her, by the way, too. Okay. And I'll tell you after you finish your thing. Okay. Cool. Right, cool. Cool. Uh, okay. So a couple things. First, I wanted to address is so I put this up on. Uh, my YouTube and TikTok, again, Max Van Auken, so V-A-N, space A-U-K-E-N. And it got a lot of traction, and it made me think. I'm like, you know what? Let me ask you guys this. So I don't know if you noticed, but or you saw the news, LeBron James is switching his jersey back to 23 yep. instead of 6 and yep. in honor of Bill Russell. I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Just That's a legend. Go back to 20. I mean, not the 23 doesn't have a legend wearing it as well, but we know um, Bill Russell's significance and him passing. How many players – or what are the first couple players that come to mind to you when you think of a guy who you can identify him with two different jersey numbers? Like Kobe's one of the like the first ones that come to my mind. You have eight and twenty four. You can make a case for either. Yeah. Like Jordan's forty five. I don't think of. I own one of those. Um. Oh, do you? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, even though that happened, we know Jordan's twenty three. Even in his NASCAR racing owners, his two cars that he yeah. operate are twenty three and forty five. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, so you put Jordan's forty five in there. That's one of the first that come to your mind. Um, not the first. Not not the first, but it but but it's one. Does it, wait, now you said jer- two different jerseys or two different numbers. numbers. Two different numbers because there's plenty numbers. of t- people who play for different teams. Right. But as far as like Kevin Durant now is maybe seven and thirty five. I but, can't even remember. I remember thirty five oh. was when I could remember the other. Okay. Okay, is there another player before I get into my next hmm. thing that comes to your mind? If you need some time to think, no, hmm. no, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know who don't who doesn't do well? Yeah, some of them do because they get have no choice. Football players they wear multiple, especially if they bounce around. That's because, very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so something to just think about because I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Because when I think of LeBron personally, I think of six because of it, I, when he was really at his peak, in my opinion, winning rings and MVPs was Miami. And then he came back to Cleveland. He won one as 23. But I think a six, actually, before I think of 23, when I think of LeBron. 23, that is Jordan's number. And so when I think LeBron, six. But it was pretty cool. So I saw that. Uh, and then it also got me to thinking this. So the NBA just announced that they're going to be experimenting something. As of most recently, you've seen, obviously, the in-season tournament. But they've tried the um, – where coaches can review the play. They could challenge a play. They implemented that this year. So now what they're trying to do is implementing a new rule about flopping. And right. so you can challenge a flop, and players can get fined for flopping, which isn't anything new, and players have been, but now they're really trying to crack down on it. Is there a – for me, you guys know it's the MMA scoreboard. Is there a one rule that you think is so obvious, whether it's the NBA, NFL, it could be tennis, it could be MLB, yes. that just like why this needs to happen? Well, there's two for me. Or one thing you change. Yeah. Um Traveling in the basketball. NBA, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, it, call no, it. Actually, call that's it. what I'm saying. Call say, it because it is a rule. If you're asking me, it. yeah, they, you, so that's the one that's most most blatant. And then you know they can stay back there for calls at the plate, but give me a strike. Give me a, an, an automated strike zone. Just have mm. technology call it, and then nah. the ump can stay back there and call plays at the plate, just like the sec. Just the other three umpires are there at the base. But okay. we, we, what makes you craziest about baseball right now? With all the technology changes that they've made, right. why not get this strike zone down, period, done with, and have technology there? Remember, there used to be an American League strike zone and a there National be. League yeah, strike exactly. zone. There should be, yeah, exactly. The thing that gets me, that frustrates me, aggravates me, is that box that shows up 
that's supposed to be the strike zone on yeah, TV. Yeah. Why have that thing? Why have it if you can't use it? I, I, I'm like, just take it off the screen because 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 <laughs> of the, because of the if the the, if the mark shows outside of the box, right? And the umpire calls it a strike. Nothing's gonna happen. That's a good point. So the, why have it up there? The problem I, is the, the, the no. I think the impl- implementation of the box was was warranted, and I understand it. The problem is, and start to watch it. Actually, I'm <laughs> telling Tracy about this because now she's doing it. Yeah. Watch where the ump sets up. It all depends on where the ump sets up behind the catcher. He's not right over his back looking right. Sometimes uh-huh. he's over to the left. Sometimes he's over to the right. So he misses those low corner calls right. that we see hit the box. Right. So it's all about where the ump sets up behind the plate that drives you crazy. Is it a coincidence that you guys both kind of pick baseball? Does, doesn't that no, seem I picked like, basketball first. Oh, you did. You did. You said traveling. But it seems like baseball now is trying to evolve more than any sport. Right. Yeah, it is. yeah. It really we're is. trying to speed up the game and mm-hmm. then uh, implementing technology. They're is the it last just ones that you to, to 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 move away from their fan base? I was about to say, is it also because it's the oldest sport? That's why I'm saying they're trying yeah. to move away. Yeah, you're yeah. realizing they don't have you. They don't have you guys. Yeah, Mark Cuban said TikTok's the future of sports. It's like just now people don't want to watch the whole game, so you got to make it quicker, or else they're just going to watch the highlights. That's why the NBA is going all in on social media. Okay, just show Zion dunking, and like we just know that's what people <laughs> want. Uh, the next thing is I forgot to announce this yesterday. I was like, oh, how did I do this on my car ride home? I'm like, how did I forget to say this? Uh, the greatest MMA fighter of all time, John Jones, he's made it clear he had a plan, and it was to come back, win the heavyweight championship. He wanted to fight Stipe, who's the most decorated UFC heavyweight champion, and he wants to retire. Um, it was like the worst kept secret, and then he finally actually said, that's what my plan is. But now it's official. So Stipe Miocic, this was a fight that we didn't know why. Uh, and I brought it up to you guys as far as it's a fight they're trying to make happen, but now it's officially confirmed it is happening at MSG. Um, John Jones will be fighting Stipe Miocic, who, by the way, Stipe may not be the household name that John Jones is, but he has the most wins and most title defenses in UFC heavyweight history. So not at the peak of his powers, but someone who's highly decorated. He's a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer in the sport. So this could be the storybook ending uh, for John Jones if he's able to pull it off. And to me, I think it's very rare that you see any athlete go out on their terms like at the right way. Yeah. And, you know, typically – We like, always say we want to see it, but then right. do we really want to see it? Exactly. We, if, there, if there's more, we want to see – See more. So. Yeah, exactly. So I love seeing an athlete go out on their terms, uh, especially in combat sports when people like you already have to have something a little wired differently to get in there. And so it's kind of hard to convince someone that they don't have it anymore. So they usually fight a little bit longer than they should. I know we wish Ali probably didn't fight as long as he did. Yeah, and it happens a lot in boxing. Yeah, and it can mm-hmm. and it can hurt legacies at some point. Uh, but so if John Jones can do this and step away on his terms. It kind of feels like a Kobe dropping sixty and walking away. We're like, you know, he could still play, but he's able to go out on his terms, and that's what I hope we get to see. So, I guess I have, you know, who I'm rooting for for that fight. But yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah, right, right. But there right. we go. So you had something for me, Greg? No, I had something for your okay, mother. Off there. No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, I had okay, something for ahead, your mother, and I okay, can say this on. here, and and you can jump on this too if you like, Sam. But yeah. this is for me. Okay. He says his mother listens all the time. Mm-hmm. This is our show. She corrects him. And he said this when we were coming back here. <laughs> yeah. She says he send, she sends him notes to correct him on his English. He's being a writer, right? And her son's going to be the byproduct of that. Well, I thought, you know what? What have I preached over the last X amount of months here that I have implied? I have, I have imported self-awareness into my world, right? I'm trying to get better. Right, right. It's still a work in progress. So I would like to make your mother okay. deputize her as our <laughs> AI. I want to make sure I say it right. Her, she's our AI writer. 
In other words, when we misspeak, if she can think about it. Be careful what you wish for. Oh, that's okay, because it ain't coming to my cell phone. It's coming to yours. That's my true. mom says you misspoke, <laughs> and she can correct our sentences. You're going to make her the grammar police? I will. She's does, she already does it to her son. Yeah, but I say it sounds good, but when you're like, mom, no, that's am I fine. not saying anything right? Like, um, what's I'm going fine. on here? Yeah, I'm like, not, you're really? used to hearing that voice. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that's true. So, again, Very I'm true. trying to get better. So right. this is my way of, of – and then plus she gives her something to do. Listen, this only makes you look good because you, <laughs> oh, your son, her son brought her yeah. into the show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I told you I'm, I'm a wingman. I'm the best wingman everybody knows. Look at so you, Greg. if she would like to, if she would like to okay. from time to time send me – Some English knowledge. There you go. Okay. Because yeah, that's can, one of the – that's you see, you're a journalist, you. Sam. You don't need this. But I, I well, wish I wrote better. No, no, I absolutely. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna admit this on the air. I wish I wrote better. I don't. I, I don't. And that was one of those little wow. blind spots in school for me. I just English. Eh. So now when I even want to write sentences when I speak here, sometimes it's like. Last question for you guys, then yeah. before I let Come you on. go. So you guys are obviously in the industry. You know the business. We write articles here, but obviously back in the day. Journalism was a little bit differently. You didn't like social media. Things are just everything, like anything, it changes. So writing, I mean, Stephen A. Smith wrote, Skip Bayless wrote. Yeah. Everyone pretty much wrote. Did you guys grow up I didn't know. in the You're industry talking writing? Sam. You're talking to Sam, not me. Okay. I'm not a journalist. So you, grew, so you were in the business early writing. Like, Was that a part of it? Um, I, I, I kind of like came into it. I was more than broadcasting, and then, you know. Gotcha. Now, now you got to do all of it, right? Right, right, right. You know, so Play every that's, position. So that's, that's – um, that's kind of the way it's been for me. Right. Yeah. Writing, so now me, I probably disappoint my mom here. I don't necessarily enjoy it. I know I always got good grades in English, and, and I think I'm fairly decent at it, but it's not something that's like, oh, I can't wait to write. I, I've always been a talker. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've learned to do a little, little bit both, a little bit of both more, especially during the season. Once football season summer, I'll, I'll blog, I'll blog um, uh, a bit during that time. Right. And um, just write some stuff. So I, I I I do more, and when I really get down and sit down and, you know, just like I can understand, mom gets up with the house quiet and whatnot. Right, just focus. You get started and it just. It they just, don't even teach cursive flows. nowadays, by the way. Like they don't, like yeah. so I feel like That's nowadays right. writing yeah. is I just print, Twitter. Though, my father did that. He he printed what it almost looked like cursive. So I'm. I'm always getting commented on how I print. Writing is Twitter now. Yeah. That, that, that's what texting and, and Twitter is what people write nowadays. Yeah. So. That's always been my blind. I mean, every listen, I admit it. Everybody's got something that they wish they were better at. And me, you know, especially when I hear certain people communicate their application of the language, I get mm. jealous. And I just, I wish I was better at that. I can't draw if that makes you feel better. Mine me either. looks like kids menu drawing. I got, <laughs> so. I got one thing I can draw. I can buy, I draw a baseball diamond. That's it. Well, there you go. That's something. That's all wow. I can draw. And it's straight lines. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving into the uh, 8 o'clock hour, here's what we got she coming up. She accepts the challenge. I'm sorry to interrupt. She accepted the challenge. She did? Yes. Okay. Whoa. Cool. She's going to be busy. The grammar, get... the grammar police. <laughs> gonna have to say, <laughs> she ain't got to do it every segment. I'm of just course, saying. Of course. Of course. Of course. Sometimes help me out there. Yeah, you know, the help gram- brother out. the grammar police. Oh, oh man. We nice. are going to be talking to uh, Dustin Long whoa, from whoa, NBC. Whoa. He's going to let us know what's going on NASCAR-wise. Uh Got a cast. Well, we're going to talk about the industry a little bit. The casting call has got one thing on there as far as in front of the camera. This is where we are. We got two entities on strike right now. The business is pretty much shut down with the exception of, and by the way, I had to make a call yesterday because I got a call back on something. Whoa. And I wanted to find out whether or not I could do it or not because this Chicago one ain't crossing right, the line. Right, right, right. I ain't doing it. I'm just, I'm just, I would never even consider it. But commercials, I found out are a whole different contract oh, yeah. than that stuff. But just the fact that you would do it 
if you are connected with the union or even SAG eligible, is that a no-no in the minds of those when you come back? See what I'm saying? So right. it's not just the fact that you can do it. You don't want to upset some And you want people. to be sure about that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, a couple calls I had to make yesterday. But anyway, we got a casting call coming up. And up. Next, we're going <laughs> to hear from our own Mike Conti. Kind of, sort of. But Atlanta United, you... Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about now. them and now. Orlando up next. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 